Hey, coaches, players, and parents, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my show today, but I wanted to let you know about the video course I have available to purchase on CoachTube. This course titled Plan, Prepare, and Execute Your Skill Development Program is nine videos with nearly 60 minutes of content. It also includes a free copy of my book, The Skill Development Playbook, and a PDF version of my notes used to teach this course. You get all this content for $12.95. That's right, $12.95. Plus, as a bonus for purchasing this course and downloading my book, The Skill Development Playbook, you also get access to my free five-day course with over three hours of video content that complements my book. Go to CoachTube.com and type my name, TJ Jones, in the search box, and my course will come up. So you get my plan, prepare, and execute your skill development course, which includes my notes I use to teach the course, a free copy of my book, The Skill Development Playbook, and access to my free five-day course with over three hours of content that complements my book. So go to CoachTube today and get better. Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 6, episode number 5. I have a recap show for you today. I didn't get a chance to do any interviews this week because I had some some uh, scheduling issues, which is perfectly fine. I had no issues with that. Uh, so we're going to do a recap from episode number three when I interviewed Gerald Seaman, who is actually a skill development coach out of Denver. And also I did an interview with Sean Alley in episode number four, who is actually out of Virginia. And he does some skill development training and also consulting with players and, and teams. Um, so we're just going to talk about a couple of points that both of them made that I felt like were very valid, that were very good. And I'm going to give my input on those. So let's start with Gerald uh, from episode three. I, I typically ask every coach, what is their definition of skill development? What is it and, and the importance of it? And and Gerald said something that is that is made a very valid point. He said, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have that skill, as you get older, the game gets harder. And this is something I try to get a lot of parents to understand, especially at the youth level. There are going to be kids that's in fourth, fifth, sixth grade that just really stand out because physically they're bigger, faster, stronger, have better coordination than other kids. Um, when I'm looking at kids playing, especially at the youth level, uh, up through junior high and even into high school, I really pay attention to how they are scoring. Are they scoring based on their skill or are they scoring based on their natural God-given talents and abilities? And when I say God-given talents and abilities, I'm talking about, you know, they're, they're taller, they're, they're mat- their body is more mature. Um, they're, they're faster, they're stronger, especially at the, like at the elementary level. So you can have a kid that grows pretty quick, real tall as a fourth grader, fifth grader, they have some decent coordination and they're going to stand out. They're just, they're just going to stand out. But if that kid is not working on their skills, if they're not trying to learn how to do things properly, then that could be an issue when they get older. Even if you're able to play up through high school, mainly off of your athletic ability, I always ask players, at some point when you run up against that player that's really good athletically and your athletic ability is canceled out, what skills do you have to stand on? 
And if you haven't developed any skills, then it's going to be a struggle. That's why sometimes we see players, they do well at one level, but then when they move up a level, they struggle or it seems like they plateau out because, uh, and this isn't this, you know, this isn't a definite at hundred percent every, every situation, but you see this all the time. A player is really good as an athlete in junior high. They get to high school and they don't perform quite as well. Or they're really good in junior high and high school. They get to college. They don't perform as well. So we have to have that skill. That skill is the foundation of your game. I look at it like you can have skill and that's like to stake, right? That's your stake. That stake is really good. But that steak tastes better with a with a baked potato and a salad. And the baked potato and the salad, to me, is the athletic ability um, that goes with it. But the meat of it, the main course that you're getting, you don't you're not going to a steak restaurant to get a baked potato and a salad. You're going there for the steak, right? But most people are gonna have some sides to go with it and a drink to wash it down. So um, I just really feel like that we got to make sure that we have. We have that that main course, which is the skill. So you got the baked potato, you got the salad, but yo your steak look good on the outside, but it ain't you know it ain't done on the inside. And 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 I I probably shouldn't have used steak as an example when I said that because some people like theirs rare and medium rare and all that stuff. But you get my point. You know what I'm saying, okay? So we gotta have that because each level that you go up. Players, yes, are more athletic, and they are more skilled. So we got to have those skills. Um, the other thing that we discussed, his thoughts on using cones. Uh, he likes to start with cones to introduce, you know, footwork um, for reps, then progress into a live defender. And I totally agree with that. I totally, totally, totally agree with that. I see that there's nothing wrong with using cones as long as you, you are using them in the right context. If you are using cones and players are picking them up, running across the court, putting it over here and picking them up and tossing them and throwing them and, you know, and all the different types of things, I, I think that, that you're getting a little excessive. You don't need to do that. But um, having cones laid out for players to understand what they're supposed to do with their feet using cones to simulate an on-ball screen, using cones to simulate a pin-down, using cones, uh, you know, just so the, they'll know, okay, when you get to this point, I want this type of change of direction. I, I get that, and that, that makes perfect sense. Um, there is a place for that. You just have to know how to use them. If you are a coach that's putting down a bunch of cones all over the court, you got 35, 40 cones, and players are dribbling through them. That might be a little excessive. But I will say this. I say that, and then in the same breath, I'm going to say it depends on what your goal or objective is. If your goal is, hey, we're just really just working on ball quickness and changing directions, and we're going to do this drill for as a quick warm-up for two minutes, okay, I, I get what you're doing. Uh, but we have to understand those cones are not live. They don't move. It's nothing like a, a having a defender guard you. And one reason why I don't totally agree with when people say, oh, don't use cones at all. You have to understand if you have six players in a group, yes, you can use a live defender. You know, if I got six players in a group, I can have them do some stationary ball handling, then I can have them 
partner up and they can play some one-on-one um, ball handling type drills. They can do some different things with ball handling. But if I'm in a session with a player and it's just me and that player, I'm not finna guard you. I'm just not. So, um, you know, you can call it what you want. You say I'm lazy or whatever, but I just look at it like this. I'm in my 40s now. Uh, I'm, I'm in the gym just about every single day of the week, sometimes five, six, seven hours, even at my age. And I'm not finna guard every kid that comes in the gym if I'm doing a one-on-one session. Um, you know, I'm not going to spend five to ten minutes guarding you up and down the course so you can get better at handling the basketball. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. I'm going to give you the tools, and I'm going to encourage you to play a lot of one-on-one when you're at home, especially when, when you're at home during this pandemic that we're going through. Okay. Um, so... Yes, there's nothing wrong with using live defenders. There's nothing wrong with using cones. And this is the thing that I think that's very important also when it comes to using live defenders. I, I use defenders in three different ways. Number one, the first way I use them, I kind of progressed through this, but there's different ways you can do it. Um, the first one is just a dummy defense. You're just there just for them to, to feel an extra body. Okay, They're going to catch the ball or they might be dribbling. Just stay in front of them. Let them dribble to the basket, shoot a layup. Don't try to block it. Don't try to impede their progress. Just you're playing dummy defense. The second is guided defense. This is where I want to. I want the defender to force the offense to make a decision. So it might be the decision might be should an offensive player go right, go left. Should an offensive player drive or should they shoot it? Should an offensive player pass it or drive? Just it could be a number of different things. Um, should the offense pump fake? You know, should they, you know, just a number of different things, whatever you can come up with. So um, you got dummy defense, you got guided defense, and, of course, the last one is just live defense. It's just defense can do whatever you want. You're just trying to you're trying to stop that offensive player from scoring, and then we just kind of go from there. So those are the three phases I put the defense through, dummy, guided, and then live. All right, so those are the two things I wanted to talk about with Gerald. Um, again, he gave some great content, some great information. Um, he does training out in Denver. So if you haven't listened to this episode, when to that episode, when this episode is over, go back and listen to it. Gerald Seaman, episode number three. Um, uh, again, some, great, some really, really, really great information. So now let's talk about episode number four of my interview with Sean Alley. Um, he talked about three layers of development. And this was really interesting to me is three layers of development. When we were discussing this, when I went back to listen to the show, I, I kind of hit myself uh, in the head because we should have dove into this a little bit more. I, we should have spent some more time on this. Maybe I can get him back on and we can really discuss the, his three layers of development. Um, his first layer is basic movement of dribbling, passing and shooting. Now, again, he didn't go into detail on this, so I'm going to make some assumptions here based on what he said and what he talked about, basic movements of dribbling, passing, and shooting. So I'm going to assume that is, you know, just controlling the basketball, being able to make dribble moves, uh, understanding different types of passes and how to make those passes and understanding the fundamentals of shooting. Hand placement, you know, footwork, stepping into it, hop steps, um, or what I call quick hops, Um, you know, you know, proper hand placement, full extension, snapping your wrist, follow through, eyes on the rim, the whole, the whole 
thing when it comes to shooting and learning how to shoot. So that's his first layer. It's just the basic fundamentals of dribbling, passing, and shooting. Then the second layer is how to use those basic layers, uh, basic movements of layer one and how it applies to the game. So, you know, let's go back to what Jerry was talking about using cones. So you could say, all right, we're going to work on ball handling. So I want you to dribble to this cone, crossover, dribble to the next cone, crossover, dribble to the third cone, crossover, and then turn around and come back. That's great, but that's not applying it to the game. So that's learning like the basic movement, right? Okay, you're a beginner. You're learning how to play. Let me show you what I want you to do on this drill. This drill is to work on your crossover. All right, now you've learned that. So let me show you how to use this and apply it. Let me show you how this applies to the game. So now I'm going to remove these cones, and I'm going to be here. And you're going to dribble to me, and you're going to cross over. If you beat me with the crossover, keep going to the basket shooter layup. If I cut you off again, cross over one more time, then go to the basket. So that's applying it to the game. So now the player can, can correlate what they're doing or connect what they're doing to how they can actually use it in the game. So they work on the basic movements. This is a pound dribble. This is a crossover. This is between the legs. All right, so now let's do this on the move. Here's a cone, here's a cone, here's a cone. I dribble up to the cone, change direction, next cone, change direction, next cone, change direction. So how can I apply this to the game? Okay, so now I'm going to be the defender. You dribble up to me, you change direction. If I don't cut you off, you keep going to the basket, you shoot a layup. If I stay with you and cut you off again, you cross over one more time. I'll go behind the back or between the legs or whatever, and then we finish. So those are the first two layers. The third layer is you refine it and you add more advanced skills. So the, the first layer I'm learning, the second layer I see how to apply to the game. Third layer, you know, let's not get that crossover out so far. Let's keep it, let's keep it a little bit tighter. All right, let's make sure your chest is up, chin up. You know, um, you know when you're pushing out, let's make sure you, you're exploding. You're exploding to that, to that spot. Let's make sure that you're using your whole arm when you cross it over. Right. And, and those those could be some of the details you tell in that second layer. But in that third layer, we're really refining it. So then you say, OK, well, what are some advanced skills? Well, it's not just a crossover. Let's go. Let's go between the legs and crossover. Right. Let's let's go in and out and crossover. Anything like that. Let's let's crossover. Stop. Same same foot. Stop. Oh, then go. Right. You know, let's go double crossover. Anything that's a little more advanced. Now, you have to understand every player is different. So if I have a fifth grader, an advanced move could be dribbling up and do a double crossover. But for a college kid, an advanced move could be coming up, same foot stop, right? So if I got the ball in my right hand, right foot stop, between the legs, cross. Attack, I stay with them. They spin off and finish with the left hand. Like that could be an advanced skill for for a college player or a high school player or even a middle school player. But they that fourth grade I'm working with may may not be ready for that. For an advanced move for that fourth grader, depending on their skill level, could be dribbling up, double crossover, getting to the basket, shooting a layup. 
So everything is based is everything is relative to the situation you're in, based on that kid, based on their ability, based on their talents, based on their skill. For you to say, oh, this is advanced for him or her. But then again, you may have a fourth grader that could come in, stop same foot, same hand, between the legs, cross, attack to the right, spin move, finish with the left hand. You may have that. There's some fourth graders that can do that. And there are some college players that can't do that. So it all depends on every on the player. So here's three layers of development, basic movements of dribbling, passing, and shooting. And then he moves into how to use those basic movements and apply it to the game. And then the third layer is we're going to refine and it's going to be more advanced skill. Okay? All right. So using film to develop a plan. That's the second point I want to talk about, using film to develop a plan. So there was three things that I got from that. These are not things that he particularly said verbatim, but I just, just from listening to him and picking up on what he was talking about. So how to use film to develop a plan. So number one, how the individual can perform better in a competition. So anytime you're watching film, especially during season, you're trying to find ways that you could perform better the next time you play that team or the next time you have a game. So you're looking at it from an individual standpoint and you can say, okay, what can I do to make sure I make my open shots? What can I do to make sure that I finish around the rim or even defensively? What can I do to make sure I get through these screens? What can I do to make sure that when my opponent catches, they're not catching it in a comfortable position, right? So you're looking at it from an individual standpoint to see how you could perform better in the next game, all right? Number two, how the individual can improve during the season. Now, when when we're talking about improving during the season, we're not necessarily talking about adding skills to their game. We're not talking about if you're a shooter and you're trying to – add the ability to attack closeouts. We're not talking about adding a finish or adding a dribble move. We're talking about what can you do to improve during the season in the sense of when I come off the screen, I see I'm coming off too wide. When I'm on the move and I catch and shoot, I'm not on balance. So what can I do that I can work on in the season to improve the role that I have within my team. So if I see that I am catching the ball off balance, then I got to make sure that I spend some time before or after practice or, you know, at some point to where I can work on when I catch the ball, I'm on balance. Now, that's not necessarily learning a new skill or adding skills to my game. It's just really refining what I'm able to do so I could be more effective, right? I see on here that I'm coming off too wide. I see that my footwork is off. I see that my rhythm is off. So these are some things I need to work on on my own outside of practice, maybe with a coach or, or a manager or a teammate for 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes so I can hone in on that so I can be better. And then by me being better, that's going to help elevate my team. So when using film to develop a plan, I looked at it like he helps the individual player perform better in competition. He can help the individual individual improve during the season. 
And then the third one is what areas need attention this offseason? Okay, what areas needs needs attention in the offseason? And this is based on the role and coach expectations. So if you have a certain role of being a three a three D guy, you're shooting threes and you're Ding up, right? You run to the corners, you're shooting in the corners, you're shooting on the wings, um, you're spotting up, you're coming off screens, and your job is to play really good defense. If that's your role, hey, you know, that's that's your role. And these are the expectations the coach may have for you. The coach has expectations for you to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And that's cool. That's, that's cool. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but these are some things that we need to work on. And as a player, you have to make sure that you speak with your coaches and you get an understanding of what your role is and what they expect. And then you can look at film and say, okay, well, coach, I noticed that you know, I didn't do a good job this year of shooting the three-pointers. You know, I shot 30, 34%. I'd like to see that get up. Yeah, yeah, we need you to shoot around 38% next year. And we also need you to attack a little bit more off the dribble. So now you know that you got some things that you need, you need to work on. Um, the coach can explain to you your role. So when you're looking at film, you can find different things that you need to work on. And that doesn't mean you're looking at one or two games. You're looking at it. Over the course of the season, you see the areas that you need to improve. You can look at your staff like, man, I shot 33% from the three-point line, 65% from the free throw line. I got I to become a better shooter. So you spend your time working on those, on those skills. So that's the recap from, season, uh, or from episode number three with Gerald Seaman, episode number four with Sean Alley. Um, again, Gerald Seaman talked about the importance of, of skill development and how you have to have those skills, uh, his thoughts on using cones. And, you know, we discussed that and, and, and how he progresses into a live defender and the three different types of, uh, ways that defense can be played in a skill session, dummy D, guided D and live D. And then with Sean Alley, he talked about the three layers of development, basic movement of dribbling, passing, shooting how to use basic movements of layer one and, and how it applies to the game, and then how to refine and have more advanced skills in layer three, and then using film to develop a plan, how the individual can perform better in competition, how the individual can improve during the season, and what areas needs attention this offseason. And that's going to be based on your role and coach expectations. So that is it. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Be ready for the next episode. Uh, next Friday, we will have an interview. I don't want to say who it's going to be, um, but we're supposed to record this this upcoming week, and um, I think it's going to be a good one. This one it has a lot of a lot of knowledge, uh, someone I have a lot of respect for. So uh, y'all stay tuned for that one. But until next time, thank y'all. God bless. Well, that's it for today's show. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I hope you found it valuable and informative. If you like today's show, please share on social media and tag me. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBNBball. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please give me a five-star rating. Also, be sure to check out my book, The Skill Development Playbook. This book will help you understand how to get organized and know what real skill development is. It can be found on my website by visiting tjonesfirm.com 
forward slash SDP hyphen book. Paperback is $9.99. The PDF version is $3.95. And also going to be found on Amazon. Just search Skill Development Playbook and it should pop up. It's $9.99 for the paperback or $3.99 for the Kindle version. Now, if you need to contact me for anything skill development related, I can be reached by email at info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Until next time, thank you. God bless.